We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. We're back. Ha-ha. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Wonder Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, we're back. Oh, my God. We're back. So much has happened. This has been a whirlwind. Now, we always say that, but no, this is different. This is different with the portal, the WNBA draft, the WNBA season, right on the precipice of jumping that up. Listen, it's on and popping. How are you, by the I'm way? I'm good. We have real, we have basketball. We were, we were without uh, women's basketball for, a minute. I don't know, yeah, like a couple weeks. Couple weeks, and now we're and now we're back. We have WNBA preseason, and then the NBA is going on. So we're we're in the midst of a just like super basketball season, which I love. Yeah, um, <laughs> I haven't slept a lot. I got no sleep. me either, but, but I love it. I don't care. It's, it's great. It'd be even better if we could get some of these WNBA preseason games on the television. Please, the real talk television. That. Talk about that. Why don't we have that? Like that, I there were so many great games, man. And people are asking, how do we watch? And I'm like, yeah, can't. And it's like, I don't understand. And and we can get it there, right? There's so many, because of technology now, there's so many opportunities and avenues and, and so many great things. I mean, I know there are over 250 games that are going to be aired during the regular season, but I think the fans are ravenous for preseason competition as well. I mean, before the rosters are, are etched in stone, if you will, I think there's a lot of intrigue into what, makes the teams the actual teams right the yeah. rosters and the build-up and you know how they're looking how they're meshing and the you know all the teams on paper like vegas and new york like what do they actually look like in person like what's the chemistry what's the cadence we want to see that i mean so i think maybe it's it's a build-up now for for yeah. opening night <laughs> because we we want to see it and we haven't been able to watch like we want to well and i think like 
one of the best thing, like one of the biggest uh, transitions that the WBA needs to make. Not that this was something we planned on talking about, um, no, we didn't. but like here. you want to get you want to get the college fans in, right? We had a great college season, most watched college season. Yeah, you want a great way to get them right in is yeah. like having those preseason games available because exactly. for a lot of them, it's kind of like this may be your only chance to see the player that you loved in a WNBA uniform just because exactly. of the way the rosters are. Like Alexis Morris is already oh, off yeah. the Connecticut Sun. And and that's another discussion, the roster size and well, you know, all that. But like yeah. it is it is one of the best opportunities for a college fan to get into the WNBA and see like, hey, there's a player I know. Exactly. I'm gonna watch her and then I'm gonna see these other players and then they like it. And then you get yeah. into it. So I think yeah, the preseason yeah. is a missed opportunity. I believe it. And, and, you know, and I think just because, I mean, almost 10 million viewers were watching the championship game. So those 10 million viewers want to see those seniors, you know, who have just matriculated on to the WNBA and and cheer for them, you know, on the next level. I know uh, Monica Sanano and I know she's in in Los Angeles yeah. and she is on on social. So we're following these players uh, via social. But I, I still, you know, I want to see them playing on their respective teams and you know hopefully they'll make a roster so that can continue but i think that's just so important it's vitally important to have that that carryover that momentum of what uh, college women's basketball was this year and have that carry into the WNBA season is just what it's supposed to be right i think it's just what it's supposed to be but we need to make sure we don't lose a step and fall through the cracks and have some of those 10 million fans fall through the cracks while they're waiting for may 19th yeah, no, I, I I think this yeah this little break is uh it's a little jarring too yeah yeah it's yeah. just like it feels like whoa the season ends on this such a big note yeah. and then we have this just tiny little wall and it doesn't give you doesn't give you enough time to catch your breath or really no, uh, right. engage if it's not a lot but no you're right yeah we got that's a that's uh that's a that's a that's a one interesting thing we talked about because we I do yeah. want to talk more about the preseason but like you said before we got on we gotta start with the transfer portal I mean this <laughs> is yeah. last year it was madness. <laughs> Come this year, what is it? It's like stepped up. I have no idea. I have Come no idea what the, I call the transfer portal of madness again. I, I don't know. It, it's um, a lot. It's a lot. It, it was a lot this year. Uh, I think, you know, obviously LSU, UCLA, yeah. Stanford, UNC, probably they're like most teams in the country have um, had been hit by either transfers in, transfers out. Mm -hmm. And I, it's really interesting to see. Um, but what's like been your overall just like feeling about this transfer window as opposed to last year? Oh man, I think it's, you know, tilting towards super team feeling, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen it kind of in the WNBA mm -hmm. with uh, the Vegas Aces, as we alluded to, and obviously with the New York Liberty um, loading up with uh, former MVPs playing together, you know, with Parker and Wilson and all, you know, I just think it's, it's going to be very intriguing to see how that looks on, on the collegiate level. I just think that it's, like you said, it's like, I don't know, like 2.0 from last year. Um, it's scary hours for, um, any of the other teams who are not the super teams right now, like LSU has just built um, an amazing roster on a team that just won the national championship with young players. And, and anyway, we'll, we'll get into LSU in just a moment, but my, my total big picture take on this, I believe I read somewhere in an article that there were only five or six teams who did not lose players to the portal. So out of 300 plus teams, <laughs> there are only five or six five or six, like five or six 
Like that's not a whole lot of teams. So we're talking more than 300 teams. Oh, Christy. Oh, we lost Christy. Um, there she is. Wait, that, Christy, we lost you. We lost you very briefly. I, you know, uh, it's okay. Phone so you're talking about the 300 teams, 300 teams. Yeah, and, and 300. there's only like five of them that don't have any transfers out. How is that? How is that possible? I mean, it's just the way of the world right now. It's almost like at the end of the season, you just almost have to expect oh, yeah. to lose players. And, and sometimes, it, you know, they could be having a, a, a great time, right. Yeah. And leading scores and face of teams and uh, statistically, you know, gaudy stat lines across the board. And the team is, you know, the coaches are recruiting to build around you and they still leave. I don't know. Like for me, I'm like, so now with the NIL deals, and I understand that part of it, um, you know, I, I, I wish we had that when I was yeah. playing, but then again, I kind of wish we didn't. I don't know if that even makes sense because I hadn't really thought that through, yeah. but honestly, I, I don't, it would be so hard to say no to a million dollars. Or whatever. <laughs> to, or whatever it is, yeah. like Nike or whatever, Under Armour, I don't know, like to, to leave your team your team, like, like I said, like they're building team, around yeah. you, like is your squad and you bounce. God, I, that must be really difficult for these kids. And maybe they say, no, it's not because, because there they go, right. They're out the door and they're, <laughs> they're building their, their, I don't know, their, their legacy, but also they're building their, um, their brands, yeah. you know, their individual brands with, with what they want to do after they finish playing basketball or even when they get into, uh, the WNBA or NBA, whatever, playing overseas. Like they just, they're building their business. Yeah. Right? And it's not the business of necessarily, um, I don't know. I'm not trying to knock it. I am trying to work it through. Why don't you take the baton and, and, and go with it? Because I feel like I'm going to uh, say something that sounds quite negative, but I don't think it's, I'm not trying to be negative, but I mean, there's just something to be said for staying with your team for four years. That's what I was going to say. Well, and then, so my, I, I think what I was going to say, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm big, I'm big transfer portal guy. I, I love the transfer. You are. I'm from, I, oh, I, I went to the University of Miami. This, this largely benefits the University of Miami, as we will talk about later. Um, <laughs> but like, it also just like, you know, I, I believe players should have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if it, it's not, a detriment to anyone if they have a choice it just makes things harder and different for right. planning purposes but i think you know um to, i think the kids have to have the opportunity not just for the nil it's like see how see their different basketball opportunities right because you mentioned those players who it was like their team and you know we're gonna talk about lsu obviously this this is who mm-hmm. that we're talking about but like the players who it, it was it was their team it was her team then she left yeah. I yeah. think that's kind of interesting. That's kind of like I and something I always thought that was underrated about the whole LeBron coming to Miami thing, because this is, of course, all LeBron's fault. Still, um, it was like day. to this day, it's it's still he's, he took his yeah. talent to South Beach, and everyone else took their talents mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, but I, I just think there's a there's an element of like I want to see how I am in this circumstance. How how good can I be with two guys that I think are mm-hmm playing at my level you know for Haley and Anissa and Angel they're saying hey how, how can we play together like can we make this work with the, the three of us Because that's gonna be important for us to know if we can do that a and b right. it's gonna be pretty cool basketball wise to figure it out so I think there's a basketball element there's the NIL element which is obviously a huge factor and then there's the yeah. fact that this is 
more more or less uh, allowed right now and mm -hmm. then people have extra years so i think this is kind of going to be the yeah, peak COVID, yeah. i think it's going to be the peak of the transfer portal but what i wanted to get into and, and back to what you said about there's something to be said for staying four years look who look at who was in the final four right yeah when you when you look at it it's iowa a team that was together the entire time three years south carolina yeah. the team that was together the entire time uh virginia tech had two big transfers come in, but their core had been there, right? And, and even at LSU, yeah, Angel was um, – that team was mainly transfers. But that's because there's a new coach. I don't think right. Mulkey – I don't think Mulkey's going to win, like, with all these this high transfer um, – this high percentage of transfers. Like, I don't think she's going to have to rely on right. that so much more because I think, to your point – it's way easier to have the kids come in and stay and pay them from the day one. And then yeah. they have their deal and then they know where they are in the, in the pecking order and they're happy to be there. I, I think that's what you want to build as a program. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think you want to be together for four years, yeah. but uh, adding in transfers can be beneficial. And then also on the other side, it, it's very detrimental as, and you know, one player that I, I think kind of shows all of these aspects, right. Is Jewel Spear um, from Wake Forest. I mean, yes. There's a podcast that I put out two weeks ago where I talked to her coach, so who is just such a nice person who I like very much. And we were like, yeah, well, let's see. we don't see Jewel leaving. She really wants to be there. She said she really wants to be there. I think, yeah. you know, hey, maybe one of those things changed, yeah. whether it's NIL or the idea of being pro or, right. or, or challenging herself basketball-wise. She decided to go to um, to Tennessee and kind of take over for Jordan Horse in terms of the ball handling role there and be a different type of player and challenge right. herself in that way. I just think she kind of highlights all of this. It's like a player who is was the person. She was the the star, but mm -hmm. she wanted something different. And I think, you know, it's hard for Wake Forest. I'm happy for Jewel. I'm happy for Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but I think, hey, maybe this is the best thing for her. I can't knock her for choosing that. So um, right. I don't know. It, it kind of hit me like that with that one. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't hit me with the other Miami players for some reason, but like with Jewel, <laughs> I was like, I really want her to stay and, yeah. and show up. But I think yeah. She also has a good reason. She's like, I think this person can get me to the pros, and that's where I really want to be. That's my goal number one. I think that's where her focus was, and I think it's right. great. Yeah, I mean, you know, to each their own. I mean, if you can live with the choices that you make and yeah. you're at peace with it, it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. And yeah. that, I mean, the earlier you get that in life, the better off you will be. I will say that. Um, yeah. If you have blinders on and you follow your heart and you're good with that, no regrets. Absolutely. You can live that way. Hey, man, I'm living that way. I'm good. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> and, that's the, and that's what you have to do. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to incur some tough decisions, right, that I'm making. But when I make them, trust and believe, you know, the overthinker that I am, I have thought <laughs> things through with fine-tooth comb. So when I make that choice, boy... I am clear with it and I have no regrets about it. So that's how I live. I don't know. So if you can do that and be fine with it, like then by all means, you know, stretch and fly, like do that. I mean, you only have one life to live. You might as well go ahead and live it and be happy. Right. So for these players who are doing it, I know um, Anissa Morrow. I mean, she's a double, double machine who's going down to LSU. Obviously uh, Haley Van Lip also going to LSU. Um, they're bringing in a top. <laughs> how is that possible? I don't know. It's like, it's like, oh I have to say it out loud so that I can kind of form my ideas. Do you, do, my do you want to go all in on L? Should we go right into LSU? Yes. Okay, let's do it. We should how, go all in. How does this happen? Hey, that NIL cash, honey, those bags are heavy and deep. I was <laughs> in New Orleans. I, I told you, did I tell you I was going to New Orleans? And they won the title, so it's like, 
They have all kinds of things going on in their favor. Look, I went to New Orleans. Okay. I get it. I was just there. It was super fun. Uh, the food, I'd never been. You gotta have a, did you have a beignet? I did have a beignet. The beignets. I had everything. The beignets, the crawfish, the po' boys. You gotta do it. The food was amazing. But it, man, you know, this is a lot. This is a lot. I guess, <laughs> I, you know, I guess those po' boys are really good when Haley and, and Anissa came. Because I just... Fresh. I don't know. I have, we may have said this last year about, about this team, but the, you know, last year kind of lined up perfectly that this team is going to line up behind Angel. This year, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily, I never say this because I don't like, I'm not going to say this with the Liberty. I'm not going to say this with the Aces because I don't, I I think they're, they're going to figure out offensive wise. Um, In college, there's only one basketball. And I think it's going to be pretty hard, but like, I don't, I can't be negative because they got the two best players in the transfer portal. I don't know what to do. Christy, explain, tell me, tell me what to think. Hey, listen, if I'm Kim Mulkey, Listen, she already said, and we talked about this on our last podcast. She said, I'm not worried about the personalities of all these kids. <laughs> I want ballers. So she's got these ballers. And I think now time will tell, right? You don't have to tell your story. Time will. That's what Candace Parker said when they when she won the title with Chicago, uh, the WNBA. You don't have to tell your story. Time will. Time will tell. Um uh, in terms of what this LSU team will look like. But I mean, it's scary hours on paper. I mean, I'm looking at it like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Wow, wow, wow. Like it's a wow down the list. And then how do you match that? I mean, if you're anybody else, I don't care. Any other team in the country, how do you match the length, the size, the speed, the ability to score on all three levels by multiple players, right? Um, and defend. Right. I mean, the glass work that Anissa Morrow is going to bring to the table to go along with Angel Reese, who was a machine on the glass. Come on. Who's who else is going to get a rebound? Like on the other team I'm talking about, like, yeah. I mean, even with LSU, I mean, how are they going to both uh, have double Haley's doubles? Haley's a really good rebounder, too. <laughs> you said what? Haley's a really good rebounder, too. I know. So she'll get the long ones. The other two will clean up in the paint. So who else is going like there? I think their rebounding numbers are going to be astronomical. And we can look that up on her hoop stats. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like to, when the season begins, I am intrigued to see um, what that's going to look like. But also like the dynamic on the offensive end, what's that going to look like for LSU? I mean, what do you think that's going to look like with all of those pieces who do different things, obviously, but all bring a fiery aspect with their skill set, with their respective skill set to the floor? Haley Van Lith, I mean, she's going to bring fire to the floor. I mean, you have uh, Anissa Morrow, who is going to create contact inside and get herself to the line. What does she shoot the most free throws in the Big East this year, um, this past season at DePaul? Yeah. yeah, she does. I mean, she she just creates these these crevices where she's gonna she's gonna create that contact and get to the line. So I, yeah. it's just for me, if I'm trying to defend a team like that or form a scout against a team like that. I mean, my head is spinning trying to think, do you press them? No. What do you do on the quarter court? Do you man them? No. Maybe maybe you press huge. them. You said maybe press maybe, them? Maybe press them. I don't know. It depends on personnel. But I yeah. personally, if I'm pressing, I'm not trapping in it. I'm not getting into rotation in the full court because that's going to be cash out on the other side. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I'm pressing, I'm coaching against them. If I'm pressing, I'm one, two, two, and three quarter court just contain or just slow down the clock a little bit. But I'm not. 
you know, Try, the, you're not gonna get run, jump, run to the ball, um, sending us into full court rotation where we give up backside scores. Like, no thanks. Like, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how people are going to cover them too. So not just what they present on offense, but I'm intrigued to see what people are going to do defensively against this team who creates a full court issue. They create a full court issue with, with who they're bringing to the floor. Like, no question. Well, so I think I think first and foremost, like this this is kind of it's not the same team, obviously, because they added two All Americans. Um, but it's um, you know they're at they're bringing in uh, Haley Van Lith for Alexis Morris, and they're bringing Anissa Morrow in for Ladeja Williams. Now Morrow and Williams are very very different players. Very. I'd say Van Lith and Morris kind of more similar, except Van Lith has yeah. just been more prolific she scored a lot more she mm-hmm. showed a lot, a lot more ability to create her own shot and that the looks sports back that just they live in this a little better that's why she's an all-american again there you go um, so you i think the offense kind of works similarly in the way that like hey if they're hitting their three shots good luck you guys can uh, we can pack that up right as soon as you yeah. hit as soon as you see someone like jasmine carson is not gonna be there anymore hit, start hitting those threes right just, just start packing it in but i think you know you have to throw some junk defenses at them because obviously most teams are not going to have the personnel to cover Angel Reese one on one. No, they're not, no one's going to have the ability to cover this team one on one. Right, mean, get that out of the way. Yeah, let's just not say. I just I, that's why I said man to man. Like good luck, like containing them, especially in the paint. Like unless you're unless you're really off. unless you're really really strong in your weak side rotations, and even then it's like. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay trying this. Like, I think you do have to throw out some junk. You have to throw out some zone. You have to just mix it up. I think you do have to play some man, obviously, when you get down and transition a little yeah, lot. Um, but I think, you know, I, I, I think there's a way, because, like, what is LSU going to run a particularly complicated offense? Probably not. That's not Mulkey's no. way. She wants to roll out the balls and, and let the hoopers shoot, which here, okay. it, I think it, early on, it might be a little awkward, right? Like we, I think that's something that, that's mm-hmm. like a common thought, right? Like it's gonna be a little awkward early on because they don't know how to share the ball. So if you don't have a necessary like a stringent plan, they're gonna fall into, you know, just isoing. However, if they iso, it's still pretty good. I don't know is the point of this entire answer is I don't know how you stop them. <laughs> Maybe you try to pull out some sort of like, uh, you know, box and one or like, or like I a four. Know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Or, or like, you know, have just one rover, a rover coming around because yeah. so you're going to need to clean up messes, whether it's your penetration or the post. Yeah. Like, yeah. but even then it's like, well, you got to leave someone open and then, then you're just hoping people miss. That part. I don't know. Like you can, you know, the junk defense, you know, I'm a proponent of that. I mean, I told you about that. The triangle and twos, yeah. diamond and ones, just like throwing things after a timeout, even if we haven't practiced it. I mean, it saved the day several times over mm-hmm. just to keep teams off balance. So they may see a lot of junk, you know, um, maybe not for a full game, but here and there out of timeouts after mm-hmm. free throw, uh, you know, goes in or something, we're coming down, we're doing something different just to keep them off, off balance, off kilter, especially with new pieces in the fold. So the chemistry is probably not going to be there, um, but it could be formed quickly. We've, we've seen it go both ways with, you know, a lot of new players to new teams. Um, and sometimes it takes a full season and sometimes it's immediate. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what, again, what teams do against them to disrupt them, you know, and you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to want to get downhill. You know, they're going to want to get to the, to the rack, you know, they're going to want to finish in the paint. Um, and then they're going to send bodies to the rim for second chance Mm -hmm. points. So, I mean, it's going to be really, really intriguing to see, uh, how teams choose to cover them. 
Which one of these two players do you think is more suited to the SEC style of like, they play very smash, well, smash mouth is a football term, but it's kind of smash mouth defense, right? Like they want to hit you on the press. They want to get down. They want to be big bodies. want to be physical with you. It's a very defined style of press. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, very defined style of defense in the SEC. Uh, I think, you know, Haley Van Lith coming from the ACC, maybe a little bit more accustomed to it. And he's tomorrow. She does play against really good teams. Don't get Mm -hmm. it twisted, but it's not the same sort of daily grind that she's going to face in the SEC. Which one of these two players do you think is like their play style is more suited to the SEC? I'm going to Haley Van Lith with this one because I just think the pace of play that mm-hmm. she loves to play with, um, that she presents um, with her defense first. I mean, you talk about her her offensive prowess and what she's able to do uh, as a scorer and as a clutch performer in that way. I just think she's just as tough on the defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. She's a tornado on the defensive end. She's active, hands, active feet. Uh, she cuts you off. She doesn't get let you get to the elbows or to the slot area or into the paint. I mean, she's going to direct you to the corner. I mean, she is a, a staunch player on the defensive side. So for me, I think that's what's going to transfer most um, uh, between the two players. And I just think, you know, the toughness that she presents and not that Morrow is not tough. She is flat out tough. So I'm not saying that she's not, I'm just saying that, you know, for the minutes that, that um, Van Lith played, which is tops in the country, top five in the country in minutes um, at Louisville last year. I just think that, you know, she's battle tested in that way. And she's seen a lot of different defenses, which I think will bode well at LSU, because like we just said, they're going to see a lot of different defensive. Mm -hmm. So I think um, for that reason alone, I mean, I think she stands out as one who's going to have the most seamless transition and, and not that Morrow is going to have difficulty, but I just think that when you have a player like Hilly Menlith, it's going to be easy for her just to, you know, jump right into the fold because she's seen it all <laughs> and the pace that she plays with and the defensive energy that she brings and the Mamba mentality that she carries mm-hmm. forth. I mean, that's hard to stop. You can't scout against that. I mean, you can scout against schemes and like forcing someone which way or making someone take shots on the left side of the floor more because, you know, analytics yeah. like your percentages are lower. But guess what? All that out the window when it comes to I'm scoring on this play. The, do- the, the dog <laughs> the, in you index. The dog, like the, you cannot scout against the dog mentality. That will not be denied. I don't care. Whoever has it, you know who has it. And you know who has it to the nth elite degree. And that is Haley Van Lith. Period. And, and, and a lot of other people in the LSU program, good for them. Uh, obviously going to be title favorites coming into yes. next year. Yes. Now, I, I think there's another title favorite, kind of, well, not title favorite, but a, t- a sneaky contender here with Lauren Betts heading to UCLA. Uh, very talented roster yeah. right now for Corey Close in uh, Los Angeles. Betts is actually from so- uh, Southern California. Mm-hmm. She is part of a, a, a kind of mini exodus from uh, Stanford with three big pieces leaving the program along with Haley Jones graduating, going to uh, the WNBA. Yeah. Atlanta. Lauren Betts going to UCLA kind of changes the dynamic in the PAC 12. I think really? they're, yeah. they're kind of the favorites, right? At yeah. this point. Absolutely. I mean, especially with the upside that she possesses. I mean, as a young player, she has so much more to gain in her game. Um, but to be uh you know, shifting in conference. That's always, to me, that's always tricky, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it would be tricky. Like if you're going to leave, like go across the country or go to a different conference, like go down South somewhere. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that you're going to have to face your former team who knows 
all about you, right? Um, mm -hmm. Strengths, weaknesses, what they want to force you to do. Uh, but Corey Close, give her credit. I mean, you know, Kiki Rice, you know, is there obviously going into her uh, sophomore year. I think she was uh, had a phenomenal freshman season. DMV represent. Mm -hmm. well, hey, Kiki, yeah. hey, if she's watching. Um, but I just think that, um, you know, they had a, a fantastic season, right? And to add a player like Betts, I mean, just her interior presence. What is she, 6'6", six, six, right? Yeah, she's she's real tall. She's she's very tall. Good luck. But that could be, I think, for Corey Close, that could be the missing piece that they mm -hmm. needed, right, to continue to advance in the NCAA tournament. They needed some size inside. And the more you advance, I know it's a guards game in postseason, and you have to be able to take care of the basketball. You have to be able to organize and, and make great decisions. That's why you need a smart player there who is going to have a high assist turnover ratio. Um, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, what I mean by that. like Yes. Um, rated but but you also need an inside presence i mean you just do um we we saw that with lsu right we saw that with south carolina right um right. and virginia Tech, and sonato i mean you and have Iowa. to have right well you have to have a great balance but you also have to have skilled players across the board but i think it's most important you know to to shore up the interior on the defensive end and you know she can rebound she can score in there she could protect the rim at six six. So I, I just think that it's it's a great get for UCLA. Well, and I think she's like she's gonna be a different player there too. Um, mm -hmm. because like I think Corey Close favors more of a center who gets out into space and mm -hmm. she can kind of flourish. I mean, yeah. you know, we didn't see her get the ball a ton in the perimeter, but I think that's somewhere oh. where she can be really just that's just true. based on like her body type and the way she moves, like she I'm sure yeah. she can handle the ball. I'd like to see her in those situations. So yeah. again, this is kind of like an alert, it's about a basketball move, uh, trying to see how good you can be. And, and there's probably some NIL. It's Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, it's also, <laughs> hey, I've, I've been to LA. You've been to LA. LA is amazing. Right. I love to live there. If someone offered me money to go there, I, like I would. That. I'd go. Um, but, and, and, and to your point, like what, you know, this team also has that guard strength with Kiki Rice and Chris yes. Mosmore. And it's yep. going to be just, it, it, it's going to be really interesting how to see how USC and um, UCLA work out because that rivalry is kind of starting to pick up a little bit right mm -hmm. it's starting to get some some juice and, and we're seeing stanford maybe you know fall fall not falling off but they lost a lot lost we're in a yeah they lost a lot oregon's kind of not that also lost a lot also kind of not been there wow yeah maybe maybe it's a battle of the la teams uh so, soon coming to the big 10 the big 10 I'll be going when you think play. about the Big Ten, you think about Los Angeles. That's the first thought that comes to your mind. Just sunny, sunny, beautiful Los Angeles. I can't wait to cover out there. So. <laughs> you you got you got a really good deal. Yeah. A really good deal here. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. It's, but also, you know, because of different styles also, I think it's going to yeah. be intriguing to see how that meshes and changes the dynamic of the Big Ten once that happens. And I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be fun, you know, to, to have to... Uh, to watch that <laughs> yeah no it's gonna <laughs> want to <laughs> yeah but yeah, no it's I... gonna be no it's gonna be fantastic I, I just think it's gonna be um even on the men's side too i think it's gonna be interesting you know with Bronny going to usc now and you know coming into the big 10 eventually i think it's gonna mm. be fun. well i wonder i wonder if Bronny will be in the big 10 oh you think he's, he's gonna, gonna one more year one and done it could be one and done <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know but it'll be interesting you know when he goes back to ohio you know like yeah. Oh, yeah. I get to, yeah. He still gets it. Oh, man. Maybe it's that could be that. Actually, that kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, um, maybe that's like, part of it, you know, because yeah, he can come back to he can come back to Ohio State, or he's going to leave after a year. Either way, I'm sure I'm sure whatever Bronny does, he's going to be fine. He seems they seem to have it under control. The changes, yeah, he's rolling. Yeah, I think they're I think they're doing okay. Um, but no, I think the USC UCLA dynamic this year is going to be awesome. I think yeah. they're they're kind of teams that I, I want to see them take the Pac-12. No offense to Stanford, I just like to see some change. Uh, just like in the SEC, I want to see. You know, we're just talking yeah. about LSU. They, they still haven't taken the the SEC. I mean, they won the championship. They didn't win the SEC. So I think that's going to be important to them next year to beat yeah. South Carolina. South Carolina also a beneficiary in the portal, getting Tahina Pow Pow. Um, and and I think they had some transfers out. I forget who transferred out. Do you remember? Oh man, all of that was like. I don't know, like a Ferris wheel. Oh, it all happened so fast. Oh, you're going here, you're going there. I, you know, and I, I, I do. You have it, you have it. I, I, I got it. I got, uh, uh, no, it's only Tia Papa. That's the only, I mean, they, they lost. Oh, they got in, but who did they lose? Well, they lost all four of those WNBA players. Well, the WNBA players, but who <laughs> transfer wise, they didn't. That's though, it. That's right? it. No, that's they're it. one of the four or five or five or six teams yes. that didn't lose anyone to the portal. South Carolina's yeah. on that list. They have lost players to the portal. Uh, they lost Sinai Rivers last year, and I think one other freshman. But and Sinai Rivers is a very good player out in NC State. But this um, year, they this year they haven't lost. So I mean, yeah. that's going to be a fascinating basketball team next year. That yeah. I can't even. I don't want to think about that right now because I spend a lot of time thinking about LSU, and that's like six months from now. We have a full <laughs> WNBA season before then. Um, yeah, that's gonna that 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 battle of the for the for the Pac-12, that battle for the SEC, and then we come we come to the ACC. And I think the team that kind of made the biggest difference is probably UNC, right? UNC, they, let, they lose Kennedy Todd Williams um, yeah. going right. to Ole Miss. Hottie toddy and Ole Miss, that, that's just too much sense. I love Todd Williams, man. That's Tamika but, Catchings 2.0. Like, I, I could see that. Am I wrong? In style. Yeah. She's not as good. She's not as good. I mean, no one's as good as No, no, but she's cut from the same cloth, like, same energy for you know, me. You know who I always see I is uh Scotty Pippen. I don't know why. Pip. Okay. That's who I always see. Just I, like the slasher, long arms. I don't know why. They kind of they just kind of remind me of each other sometimes. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Can but can I mean that's a huge loss for them. That was a huge loss for them. That is a huge she, loss for them for sure. And so they lose her, but then they get back in the portal. Uh they get Lexi Donarski um from Iowa State, and then they also get Maria Gatang from uh, BC, who I think is going to be a really, really talented. I mean, she already was really good at BC. She's a sophomore, yeah. so she's coming into this mix with Deja Kelly, Alyssa Utsby, UNC reload. I think they are they in terms of the ACC schools in the portal, they may have done the best. I agree with that. I think you know when you have a team with Deja Kelly on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> anyone around her. And she's going to make them all better. I, I love Deja Kelly's game. Um, you know, I, I love the energy that she plays with. But, you know, I just think when you when you lose players, it, it still takes time, you know, to develop that chemistry. Um, even if you have a player like Deja Kelly running things for you. I just think that it's going to be interesting in the ACC uh, to see how those players mesh. And I think it's not going to happen at the beginning of the season. I mean, I think it's going to, by the time conference play hits, I think yeah. you're really going to see whether or not these these names and players mix together uh, well for for Carolina. So, um, I mean, that's what this portal has presented to us, right? Like, you've got to learn on the fly. If you're going mm -hmm. to a different school, you've got to be able to jump in and um, be a sponge to the new philosophy that you're going to be playing with and under. So, um, 
yeah, but I think at Carolina, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, Godly Wright is uh, running things. Hmm? Oh, uh, it's uh, and I guess that wrong. Banghart. Banghart. I'm yeah. sorry. sorry. No, it's fair. It's fair. No, uh, sorry. I was looking for the transfers from uh, Louisville because I want to talk about yeah. Louisville. But yeah, yeah, I think I think UNC like they position themselves very well um, to mm-hmm. being in the in the conversation with Virginia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech mm-hmm. losing uh, Taylor Soul, uh, lost K on trailer. They added people in the portal. I'm not sure they're of that caliber, though. So we have an, in, an interesting place where, hey, there's another conference up for grabs. I think UNC did as good of a job as anybody at grabbing that. Obviously, Louisville's on the other side of the spectrum where they lost, um, you know, one of the best, the, the best player in the portal. I don't think that's unfair to say. No, that's not unfair um, to say at all. Right. And then the game, I mean, just like a huge, like, roster flip. I'm going to count them up. We have one, two, three, four, five players out. Dang. One, two, three, four, five, six players in, uh, and a couple of huge names like you know, um, yeah, you have Eli Love who from Georgia mm-hmm. Tech, Kiki Jefferson mm-hmm. who was the player at James Madison the team that, player. and they gave Ohio State a run and it was mainly because of her. They yes. get Jada Curry. That's kind of the big the big get there from uh, mm-hmm. Cal, mm-hmm. and you know they're, they're bringing in some really nice talent. It's just a complete roster overturn. Yeah. Though. And so I don't know. I don't know how you want to talk, how you want to talk about Louisville, but I think it's interesting to, to Mm -hmm. see them having to just have a new team basically. Yeah. I mean, obviously with, I mean, with Haley Van Lith and her departure, I mean, that changes your team. I don't care who else comes in, but her going out (laughs) changes what your team does and, and what you want them to do. I, you know, for, for Jeff Walls, I know he is masterful at, you know, the X's and those he understands, um, how to maximize his players' strengths. So I think without the services of Haley Van Lith on his roster next year, I mean, he's proven that he can get his team to the Final yeah. Four a year in and year out, right? Um, even with the slow start to this season, they still made a push deep into, uh, NC, in, into the NCAA tournament. So, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, obviously, but I think, you know, it is going to be how this team starts without Haley Van Lith running the show. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see um, how he organizes the new pieces to his squad um, and meshes them with the returning players. I just think it's going to be a totally different looking team uh, in terms of what they want to do. And I could be wrong. He could stick with the same philosophy and just say, hey, we're oh. just retooling. Right. We're just with with new names, uh, new faces, but we're, we're doing the same thing philosophy wise. And I think you always have your foundational philosophy. Yeah be the same thing but schematically how does not having van lith on the floor change what you do and i want to see what that looks like i want to see what that looks like if it's similar then so be it but if it's not like i want to see what that is that's different and and how they're going to carry themselves through the season and and maintain it right maintain that big difference if there is one I want to see what that looks like for Louisville. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch that. It's going to be it's going to be super interesting to see who else steps up, right? Because I it's going to be see, really cool to see which one of these players like becomes the player. Because yeah. it could be like looking at it, I mean, I would say their their best. I mean, Jada Curry's in a, is really really good. She's just five six, so that's like she's really good. I'm just not sure how much she can she can uh, get her own shot in the ACC as as well as she did in the SEC. Don't show me the men's basketball roster, Google. You know I want to talk about the Louisville women's team. I no know. one wants to talk about that Louisville men's team. Come on. No offense to them. No offense. They were, re- 
they were really bad this year. They had a tough year. Um, but like, I think Olivia Cochran comes back. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is the roster. Is. So Olivia Cochran comes back. So what, what kind of role is she in? She's probably the leader on the team in terms of knowing what to do. Nyla Harris is also going to be one of those leaders on the team. So you have those two kind of being your bigs and, and taking up those roles. But I think, I do think the, the leading scorer, and this is a big deal to be a leading scorer on the ACC team. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to have to be Kiki Jefferson. And then you kind of look at her profile and you're like, wow, you know, she's, she kind of looked closely. She kind of, you know, she looks a little bit like Angel McCautry in terms of just like that slashing yeah. long wing. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's a player that, you know, Hey, maybe, maybe, uh, Maybe Jeff Laws goes back and looks at the tape of, of her and Maisha Hines Allen, you know, those, uh-huh. those fours that have really shown off that they can handle yeah. the ball and dribble. Uh, Emily Angsler type of player who we yeah. can talk about once we talk about the because well, mm, It's interesting from a Louisville player, but I think that's that's going to be really cool if Kiki Rice can come from JMU, uh, yeah. shout, shouts to the DMV, and, mm-hmm. and, and show up in Louisville and kind of take over an ACC team. It'll be interesting to see if she could do that. It will be very intriguing to see that and, and see, you know, if the challenge is accepted, right? That's what you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to these different schools to be challenged in that way and, and to see if these players can can step into those new bigger roles against tougher defense um, and what that looks like for them. I think it's, it's going to be really fun to see uh, how they evolve through that all. You know, that's like that's a huge change and a big challenge. But you said that's what you want. So. Let's see what it looks like. Take the challenge. And so we're not getting out of the ACC, obviously, without mentioning Miami. Uh, the Canes <laughs> lost a lot. I mean, Dusty Harden's in WNBA. Uh, Lola Pandande has no more eligibility left. We have um, the Cavender Twins off to WWE, which is like li- that. I can't imagine something that makes me happier. Like this is <laughs> two, two Miami women's basketball players who were tough as heck in the, fi- in the oh. Elite Eight run. Going to one of my favorite products, which is the WWE. Um, I'm, I'm excited for them. I have like a bunch of ideas for what they should be doing in WWE. Um, and, and I'll so leave I, that to you. Uh, amen. I'm surprised. Listen, I mean, I know they were tough and physical, but WWE is a different, different story, Slim. Like, wow, you're going to be. You're going to be going through some tables. Hits. What? You're going to be going through the tables. Yeah, I have fun with that. Mm-mm. I, I, More power not, to them, by the way. Do you? But guess what, boo boo? That's not. I'm not doing that. They're <laughs> gonna be. They're gonna be in the weight room for a while. They, 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 they were. They were basketball tough, but you don't see. As Charles Barkley always says, you don't see no basketball players throwing real punches. Right. They'll breathe <laughs> on you real quick. Maybe a push, but you know, being thrown on the table, like, and yeah. your head up, and that's not my jam. So well, hopefully, it all goes well. So, ladies. I, I, I mean, hope it's the fun, I'm sure for you, but not for me. I, it's it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be great for them. And if they come to DC, we may have to go to a show. I, I, I will, will go. Them. I will go to cheer it, them on. But that's that. Is, those are shoes I do not want to put on. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> I'm good on getting in the ring. Although I would take, I would get thrown through a table. Just in case WWE is listening, I would get thrown through a table. <laughs> one time, one time, I'm I can do it once. I'm here. I can do it once. I can do it once. Have someone power bomb me through a table. Uh, <laughs> I will cheer for you on that, and I will not be. Okay, I'm not gonna. All right, we have to stop talking about WWE because Bad Bunny, <laughs> Bad Bunny was in a thing this weekend. It was awesome. I have a lot of thoughts, but we want. I want to talk about the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, okay. They get in the portal and they get Cheyenne Day Wilson from Duke, a player that when I was at the um, ACC tournament, yeah. there was 
yeah, there's rumors of her of her uh, potentially transferring. And I was like, she's a Miami Hurricane basketball player, you know, like uh-huh. a small guard. She she remind she reminds me of some of the other players that this team has had in the past, including the Cavenders. So I think she's going to step into a very nice role for herself and have a lot more freedom to score. They get Jada Patrick from Columbia, who absolutely killed the Canes uh, when she came down. Um, she went she went to Duke originally, so she has that ACC recruiting pedigree. Mm-hmm. Comes over from Columbia, where she was a big time scorer. I think she's going to be really good. Uh, right. And then. And then, you know, this team is just rounding out nicely. And we're going to see how how this can keep up, right? You're losing a lot of talent. How can Katie Meyer keep this momentum up from last year's Elite Eight run? I think this is a really good start. I think Cheyenne Day-Wilson, she's going to have a really big season. I think she's going to turn some heads because she's going to have the ball in her hands in positions to score that are much better than where she was last year. Yeah, agreed. I, I just think she's going to be a key piece. And, and Katie Meyer, she loves to have players, uh, you know, be themselves. Right. And she'll mold whoever comes into her program, whether they're a freshman or mm-hmm. someone out of the portal, she'll mold them to fit what she wants out of her team. And, and that's been the beauty of, of Katie's coaching ability over the years. And we've mm-hmm. seen it and you've seen it uh, firsthand when you were down there uh, as a student. So I think for for Katie to to have someone, like you said, with ACC knowledge and experience and understanding the other teams in the conference, I think that bodes well. But I know for Duke, I know they lost they lost a handful of players um, to to the portal as well. So that's going to be, you know, a hit for Carol Lawson and and her team. But I I just you know I'm super excited for for Miami. I'm super excited for Katie, and you know I, I just think she has some some real good lumps of clay to work with. Oh wow, they yeah. Duke lost a lot more than I expected. Sorry, when you said that, I was like, yeah, they did because yeah, I, I mean Celeste Taylor's in Ohio State. Huge transfer. That's a huge one. I mean, that's huge. I'm talking about the ACC defensive player of the year going to that's the team that presses the most in the country. Um, that's that's nice. It's a good fit. It's a good good, fit for, Ohio good State. for them. Kevin McGuire. Yeah, good for. I mean, he's gonna have a great time with her. And then they lost one, two, three, four, five players in total. I mean, that's that's a big play. They did get um, Tania Mayer from Boston College, who I like at, at Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a nice ad for them. But yeah, it'd be a different team. I I, I actually thought. Shy Day Wilson, she's a great player. Kara Wilson's obviously a great coach. I mean, Kara Kara Wilson, Kara Lawson's obviously a great coach. Yeah, and it just like it didn't seem like that she was like a schematic fit there. I mean, I think it's just not necessarily you know the right fit. I think Mayor is actually a much better fit. Uh, yeah, from Lee, what I've seen of her. What's the um, Lee Lee Volkner went to? Yeah, Marquette. she went to Marquette. Yeah, I mean, they had, had, I mean, five five out of there. That's that makes it tough. You know, we're talking about, you know, meshing players who are coming in, but it's hard when you lose, like, players you want to build with. You know, you recruit. Yeah, I know the culture, too. In the culture. I mean, you recruited these kids there, so that's hard, too. I mean, as a coach, I don't know. You know how, you know, on the outside, I'm maybe yeah. a little rough, but on the inside, man, my heart is, like, I leave with my heart. It's hard, you know, when players um, leave. And I think it's hard as a teammate, too, you know, to have your – you know, roommate or, you know, your, your travel hotel mate, like, you know, it's hard. You build those bonds. So, I mean, it's, it's tough all the way around, but you know, at the end of the day, it, you gotta make it the adjustments and deal with it. It is what it is. It. Yeah. It's a good, I, it's a, it's a good lesson for the rest of your life when it you, is. Yeah. People just kind of move and change. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's Let's know, go. You know, more, more fun, more fun. WNBA preseason? Yes, please. How about the WNBA preseason? 
how about the, the, the what what are we a week away a couple days away you know we got so we got seven yeah next friday is the opening day it's insane uh, where we're gonna i i if as long as i get credential hopefully we are going you, to see the liberty uh play their first game as a super team here in washington dc oh my gosh can you imagine i mean it's gonna be such a fun evening of hoops here in dc may 19th seven o'clock entertainment sports arena if you're in the dmv area and you're not over there mm. like what else are you doing like let's go like let's just go it's friday night you know summer's upon us the weather's nice stop playing with me get over there and watch this team these teams play and i think it's going to be um an exciting friday across the board yeah. in the league um you know the yeah. first game in canada is happening uh on saturday this weekend the weekend prior to the oh. tip off and that's going to be fun. Um, our very own Megan McPeak is the play-by-play person right. for that game, the all-female broadcast squad. That may that will that will have happened probably by the time you listen to this. But I fine. know, but it's I fine. had to put it out there because that's just Christy handled that wonderfully. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew. I had to put my girl out there. You know, my girl Megan. She's from Toronto as well, so just to have that game there. And I've seen all the the pictures, game of like the the statue that's out in front, and people are signing it. You know, and they're just so excited about having a WNBA cross the border, if you will, um, in Toronto to have this game. And I think, you know, we've seen the NBA go across borders and, you know, play in Paris and all these fun places, Paris and Paris. all these fun places in Paris. Sorry, I had to say Who's Wait, who, who are the teams <laughs> are seeing in Paris? Like Notre Dame, South Carolina. We're going. Right. I'm claiming it. Are you we? may have to go. You may have to go to that one without me. I'll go to the Olympics next year. I'm going to. We're, we're going both. on our honeymoon. We're going to our honeymoon on uh, in September. So. To Paris. No, to oh. Rome. <laughs> but well, it is. Okay. It is. <laughs> Berlin. It's a bunch. Of, it's a bunch of different things. I do love Paris, though. It's a great city. Because <laughs> we're going. It made so, the downplay where you were actually. No, going, no we could get it. I was like, I, talk, I talked to. I talked to. We, we had this whole discussion about like whether we should go to Paris. She really wants to go to. There's a, there's a place called Giverny, France, where Monet is from, the painter, oh. and it's like very beautiful. It has like lilies and all that stuff. And so we, she really wanted to go there. I was like, we're going back for the 2024 Olympics because I already told Christy we're going. We're going. So we, we have to. We have to go to the 2024 Olympics. That's why I'm not going to Paris this okay. year. But I do I do think you should go. You should get someone to to send I, I, you to Paris. Go. I need to go to that game. So, um, you know, and if not, I'm going to be a fan. I'm going and I'm going to sit there and have popcorn and watch the game. Like croissants. 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 Oh, my God. Freshly baked croissant from the bakery right next to wherever that arena is. Yes, please. I'm going to be sitting right there having the best day. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we're already claiming that. Um you know, we're manifesting that that happens as well. And if not, we, I'm going to manifest it myself and manifest a ticket and just go over there and sit in that game. And watch we get, let's talk about the, the, the other country that speaks French. Canada. I think it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. It's uh, it Wing Sky, right? Or yes. Sky Lynx. Sky Lynx. Sky Lynx. Yeah. So I think the Sky are weird. That's a, that's a weird basketball team. That's I do right. want to do a preview of them, but that's a, that's a weird basketball team. I think the Lynx are super exciting in the preseason, though. Yeah. Uh Mainly because of Diamond Miller, I think she's playing some great basketball, and she, you know, she yeah. she lit up the the Washington Mystics. She blocked yeah, right. the land all on like she was all over the place. I mean, you got we got to see her. Well, did you did we get to see that game? Was that broadcast? I saw clips of it. Right, did not okay. get to see that game. They were mm -hmm. on the road in Minnesota. They had a um, scrimmage the day before the preseason game that was open to either season ticket holders or fans or both. Um, you know, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't aired anywhere. But 
you know, we were able to see some clips and Diamond Miller, I mean, she had 19 points, I believe, and was phenomenally and uh, efficient on both sides. You know, as you said, she had some block shots on Deladon or block shot on Deladon, but still was a solid performer on the defensive end. And really got to the rim easily. I mean, I got to, I got to, I got to watch it via my super secret methods. Um, hey, I need, I need the, information. The on secret, the <laughs> super secret method is uh, YouTube. There was, there, there's, oh. I'm not gonna say. I mean, we're not, we'll talk, we'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. Okay. Uh, but there, so the, but I think she got downhill really uh, easily. I mm-hmm. mean, it kind of looked like college for her in terms of getting downhill. I mean, she did. You know, obviously she ran to Ariel Atkins a couple times. She. I think she had like two charges in the game because she's still, you know, she's still learning. Her processing speed has to get there. But mm-hmm. man, I was just like, she looks so much more like she did in college than I expected her to in the WBA. Also, took like some really clean threes, faders up and down with the shot, but yeah. she took them confidently, cleanly. And that's really important. And I think she can be one of those players that ups her shooting game a little bit in WBA. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm excited to see her play, but yeah, I was really, really impressed with Diamond. I think that was one of the most exciting things I've seen in the preseason so far. Yeah, solid. You know, and you love to see rookies just have that uh, seamless ability to take that next step and be their true selves genuinely. And I think that, you know, that's what Diamond Miller presented in that game. Um, You know, she was playing with confidence. And I think that's more than half of the transition right? Just having the confidence. There was no hesitation. Even in the shots that she missed, there was no hesitation in those decisions to take Mm -hmm. that shot that she took. So that's what I look for mostly. Like, and I don't care if you're a rookie or or anybody else. If you hesitate, you think long, you think wrong. Uh, You know, you got to go ahead and go in the moment um, and make plays like you know how and and stay within your skill set and get it done. So I think for um, Diamond Miller, I mean, the fact that she's been able to, you know, just step right in and be the player that she already knew she would be. Uh, I think it's really um, exciting, you know, to see what she's been able to do. But, you know, you got to give Brenda Freeze credit for preparing her for those moments, um, you know. And I think after they lost to South Carolina, I remember um, interviewing mm-hmm. Diamond and I said, what have these four years meant for you? And she said, I've become Diamond Miller. I've become a woman. And I was just like, girl, you better preach. You know, but she was just so empowered. And this was after her season's over, right? Her career is over at this point. And she was still standing strong in herself. Like, I I went through, you know, my freshman year came through to this moment. And I've discovered who I am, you know, as as a person, as a woman. Um, And I am Diamond Miller. And the way she said that, it was just, I mean, it made the little hairs on my neck stand up because I was just like, wow. I mean, it's just so empowering to to see young women uh, be confident. And that's how she played. So it just kind of like meshes with with what I was saying, like the ocean, right? Like she just came right in, like, this is me. I know what I can do. And that's what she showed. And it was pretty amazing to watch. And, you know, I didn't think about this until now, but like Cheryl Reeve and Brenda Freeze, I wonder how similar they are as coaches. I feel like they kind of give off the same energy. Like, you know, they're nice, but they can, you know, get not nice. Um, But that's a good coach in my opinion. Accountable. Hey, hold you accountable. Going to make sure you know, like what you're supposed to do, give you freedom though to play. And I think Diamond is exploring that freedom and she, she got that freedom in Maryland. um especially in the last two seasons so i think she's kind of exploring that more we're gonna see what kind of the type of player she can be and i'm I'm excited for her 
after Thanks. watching that. I think um, the links, I think there should be on more people's radar in terms of a, a contender. They're, they're a good, good basketball team with a really good coach. Agreed. No, I, I think, you know, um, they have a lot of great pieces, right? I think that mm-hmm. Cheryl Reeve, obviously, you know, USA basketball, mm-hmm. she's going to be the, the next Olympic coach. Um, so I think, you know, with that kind of experience, obviously winning titles in the league for them. Right. Um, I just think that's going to be really fun to, uh, to see her pour into these younger players this year and, and form this, this uh, camaraderie and chemistry with a new group. And she knows how to do it clearly. <laughs> so it's like a, a restart of the dynasty, you know, Lindsay Whalen just recently went into the women's basketball hall of fame and it's because of her experience under Cheryl Reeve. Right. Um, obviously with the USA basketball as well, but, um, just to to know that a point guard who was coached by Cheryl Reeve goes into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, that's not for nothing. Okay, that's no. that's a major deal. No, I think I think uh, this is kind of going to be the time where we see like, you know, how, how where what type of coach is is Reeve? Like how how much can she develop? Because you know she she did develop one team that was awesome. Right now, can she do it again? And I think that's the really big test for a lot of these coaches. Is you know you have someone like Greg Popovich who had the same players for 20 years and yeah, Yeah. that's how you won then. Now it's going to be interesting to see if he can develop these young guys into a future winner. He may not be, he may not be the coach of that team that eventually wins, but can he develop them now? I think it's same similar task is in front of Cheryl Reeve. And that's what I'm kind of excited. It's just kind of different thing uh, than she's had. I think, you know, we're going to see a transition for them. But Nafisa Collier coming back too. Like, I know. She's she's still Nafisa Collier, you know. She like, is. Even after still... having a baby. It's like women are so powerful in that way. It's like, you know, have a baby, get right back to business. I mean, like, I, she's, she's hooping. She played last year? I, I don't know. I, that's that's another thing where I'm like, I can't. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I can't even think. You know how you said you wouldn't go through the table in WWE? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'd rather go through the table. You're like, uh, table or baby? The, the table, table. <laughs> table probably, probably be like, I'll be okay. I, I don't think I could be as tough yeah, as, as physically. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's quite something physically. Yeah. The metamorphosis. Oh, like, I'm glad, I'm glad that she's back and just on it. Um, and we, so we, we've got, you got to see the mystics up close and personal against the dream. Yes. I thought there was a bunch of really interesting things in that game. I thought, um, you know, the mystics obviously starting with them, like, Lenny Daldon just looks spry. Like she, she had a man, you know, she had a, do you remember the one? It was a steal. Oh man. I think Brittany Sykes got the steal, which okay. is like a likely situation. Cause she gets yeah. all of them. Um, but so she, she got the steal and she like comes down the wing and then De- Daldon's coming on the five cut. Yeah. No one around there. She just gets it and goes reverse yeah. for no reason. It was like still almost like touching the rim in the back where I'm like, EDD, who is this? He's balling. She's hooping. Listen, Elaine Deldadon said at the end of last year that um, at the exit interview, you know, with media, mm-hmm. she said that she was going to really, you know, put in a ton of time with her body strength and balance and, and all of that. And um, she was hoping, this was at the end of last year, she said she was hoping, you know, not to miss any games for load management like she did at the beginning of last season mm-hmm. in WNBA with the Mystics. So this season coming into it at media day, she said, I am not playing. I'm missing any games. I feel like I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life. Right. She's been working on 
how her body moves, how her body works, what's best for her body, um, especially at six five, to be able to you know land the right way, to be able to move the right way, get down on the ground. We saw her on the ground several times in in the uh, Atlanta game, and a couple times. And I we were talking about this before we got in here, but a couple times, like she laid strong screens mm. on folks. Okay, I'm talking about right there, hit the wall, right, and she didn't fall like she was just still standing and it was just like wow and, and before i think watching her set a screen like that like being really physical i would cringe because of her back and i mean she yeah. had a broken nose she had a bone bruise in her knee and she had three um herniated discs in her back first of all how um second of all every time she fell down or had like a, a you know crash with someone on a screen or something i'd be like oh is she good I, did that jar her back you know, is she all right? And in this preseason game, nothing like that. Yeah. No feeling from me. Like, I see her oh, as being sturdy, as being strong, uh, body on balance. Um, and the fact mentally that she's already said, I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life. I mean, that carries weight also. Um, but she did get hit with the screen and, and fell. So it was super physical. But I think, you know, it didn't phase her. And because it didn't phase her, it didn't phase me. Because I'm always worried about her... Uh, her body, you know, because of all of the things that, yeah. that she's been through with it. But I mean, you hate asking about it because I mean, but it's, it's a valid question and a valid, you know, um, curiosity that a lot of people have, you know, a lot of people have asked me, is she healthy? Right. Yeah, and I'm like, question. yes, I'm like, she's more than healthy. Like she is dominating. Um, I was at practice today and she was dominating. Our shot looks pure as always. Um, her decision-making pure as always. I mean, great passes, um, out of double teams, dig downs, like she's able to, you know, see over defenders at six five. So I mean, she's just, you know, two time MVP in the league, and there haven't been a lot of them. There haven't been a lot of two time MVPs. There's barely been three, um, three time MVPs. So I think it's Swoosh Leslie. Uh, we'll go into that, but I mean, she, I mean, she's won two MVPs for a reason, and she has an Olympic gold medal and obviously won a championship in DC in 2019. So, I mean, this is a player who brings an invaluable amount of experience to the table. I know uh, Eric Thibault, the new head coach there, uh, Mike Thibault is now the GM, but Eric said, you know, he wants to have her be more vocal. Now she's yeah. like a legit vet for this team. And I think we've seen that um, so far in training camp, her stepping up into that role as well. So oh. it's really fun. Yeah, and she's going to need to take over some more of that responsibility just with a new coach, especially yeah. a younger coach. Uh, I think yeah. she's kind of going to be the person who who he relies on for that, and yeah. it's a great person to rely on. I would rely on Elena Deladon <laughs> for almost anything in my life. Um, but, man, she just she she just looks she, – she says she's stronger. She looks stronger. She looks like just like – look like a real, you know, big now. It's not like a small forward in a, in a power forward's body. It's like she's powerful. Yeah. She's strong. She's she's a little bit more explosive. She's a little bit quicker. I, I just saw I think she's I believe her, I guess is my point. I mean, as you believe her. She yeah. I believe that she's as strong as she's been. I believe what she said last year, like I have a new body and I'm yeah. getting up and, and seeing how how much higher I can go and jumping been yeah. as fast as like I believe you. I see we see her we being see. a little bit more athletic, which is just yeah. that's awesome considering all those injuries you listed. I mean that's like, what I'm saying. It's like I mean you know, a lot of people would have said, like, nah, this is too much. But yeah. she is a worker. Like, she said she loves the process. Yeah. Heard her say okay. that the other day after practice. She was like, I love the process of getting better every day. She saw as an opportunity to get better, which yes. is incredible to me. Like, you know, having all those injuries and saying, you know, this is an opportunity for me to change something. 
and do something a little different. And and man, just I think she's gonna have an MVP level season. Agree. I, I think this team will win enough that she will be in the MVP conversation. So I, yeah, we'll we'll see if she is. You know, winning the MVP takes a lot more chance than we like to admit, but I think she'll uh, she'll be in the conversation at the very least. For the rest of Washington, I mean, like, you know, obviously people played well. Brittany Sykes played well. Um, Ariel Atkins played well. Um, you know, just like normal stuff. I, in the preseason, I'm not looking for them. I'm like, I'm, you know, unless you're doing something completely different than you're normally doing, right? good. And, like, if we see them, they're going to be awesome. I think that backcourt's going to be amazing. People I want to mm-hmm. talk about, though, are like, you know, who's going to make this roster on the back end? Because there is a, is, a, is a battle right now. I mean, you got Emily Angsler. You got... Lance Necky, who's playing some really good basketball. Love her. She and she fits a lot of the things that the Mystics have wanted in a backup point guard. I I really like the way she's playing, like a lot. Uh, Jasmine Jones though, making a good case for herself to be the backup point guard. Um, I think you got, but and like you know Tiana Hawkins, Amanda Zowie B. Like there's a lot of really good players vying for those last two spots. I yeah. think my initial reaction was, well, they're going to probably keep Hawkins and, and Amanda's IB because they've invested in them. But I don't know. I mean, you look at Chinecki, I'm like, Chinecki and Anxler look like mystics for the next, like, 10 years, maybe. If, I don't know. I don't know because they're, not, like, not on the team yet. And I don't want to say I won't be an idiot, but <laughs> they look really good in the mystics uniform. They look very good. Um, Elena Chinecki, I mean, they call her L because – Elena, Elena. yeah, we got to change it. So, but they've been calling her L, E-L. Some people just say like the letter L. I don't know they're figuring it out, but they call her L and she has been phenomenal. I mean, she had a phenomenal day today at practice. Um, She was able to get downhill and finish contested at the rim. Mm -hmm. And she's a little thing, right? But Mm -hmm. her timing is so swift. She is very smart with the basketball. Um, She knocked in a three as well. Another contested bucket, but she's tough. She's tough. She's tough. And that's what I was saying about like Haley Van Lith. Like you can scheme all you want to against tactical things about players, but you can't scheme against mentality and, and being a dog. Like she's a dog, like flat out. Um, she is in your face. She's in your space, um, disrupting you on defense. She's up underneath you. Um, she is relentless in that way, but she's also very smart on the offensive end. And it's going to be, I mean, it's hard across the board in this league with the 12 teams to make a roster, but to make it here, I think it's going to be um, really imperative for her to stand out in a way where she can organize and conduct the offense, right? I think, you know, with Christy Tolliver here, obviously with Cloud, you know, mm. averaging seven assists to lead the league last year. I mean, you have these playmakers and these players with a ton of experience in those roles, but then you also have a Brittany Sykes who can initiate offense as well. But then you also have Ariel Atkins, who played some point guard with USA Basketball when she won a gold medal a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So you have all these guards you can initiate. And I think that's kind of been a, an intriguing point for me to kind of come back to with questions after practices game because it's like, you know, all of them are so interchangeable. There's so much flexibility and, um, you know, in, in how they can attack uh, in the open floor and even in the quarter court. You know, when you go back to 2019, when Cloud and, and Tolliver were playing at the same time with one another and they were interchangeable at the one and the two. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see um, what the Mystics do uh, with their final two spots or one spot. I mean, they're only going to keep 11. They're keeping 11 players. Yeah. That's what they Eric have, uh, 
yeah, no, they can only they can they can yeah. only keep eleven. Who who? Hold on, I gotta. They I have fifteen have right now. They they've released two. Uh, yeah, no, they can only keep so they can only keep eleven, and let's see how many they have. So we have Elena Deladon. I'll count them out. Elena Deladon, okay. Brittany Sykes, Natasha Cloud. It's three. Uh, yeah. Mike Shines Allen, four. Five is Ariel Atkins. Six is Shatori Walker Kimbrough. Chrissy Tolliver is seven. And Shakira Austin is eight. Gotta count. And I, I, so I only have eight spots? No, Gabe, that's not right. That's not right. Hold on. That's not right. Start over. Golly. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. I guess I only have eight spots wrapped up. So I have three spots to. Uh, I'm, I'm, somebody, baby. Who are we missing? You're missing somebody, Gabe. Am I missing somebody? I don't think so. I think you're missing know. somebody. I mean, so. Did you well, say Tiana? I'm counting. I have not. I have not. Well, Tiana, I have is battling for this for the three spots. Okay. 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 Well, I mean, I think she just has to be like, I, whether she's on it or not. It's just. So they can't. They can't keep both. T they can't keep. I don't think they can keep Tiana and Elena or not L because right. We have two. L. They can't, you can't keep okay. Hawkins and Chinecki. If I'm, if my maths were correct, although they could, if they got rid of like Amanda's, I'd be, I don't, I, I don't forgot how they... this all works. I, I don't do this in the training camp because it always gets too confusing. But so even with, all right, all right. Even with, we have okay. 10 players. Let, let's say Tiana Hawkins yeah. is on right. there. We have, then we have 10 players. Cause who am I? Okay. Who was on this game? Oh, 11. All right. No, I, I wasn't counting uh, Amanda Zowie B either. Zowie B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of those. All right. So we got we got okay. three spots for Zowie B, Hawkins, Jazz um, Jones, and Chinecki and Emily Angster. So we have five players for three oh, spots. Yeah. And they have to be in a specific order that I'm not going to be able to tell you right now. Someone else could on Twitter, I guess. They have to be in a specific order because you can't have like Chinecki. I know Chinecki and Hawkins don't work if you also have the Zowie B. But if you have Angsler and Chinecki, I believe you can keep Hawkins. Both. I, be, I know it's it's a weird sort of deal. Financially, um, financially, financially, yes, financially. Um, you cannot keep twelve players. There's no, no they, there's they no can't. way to keep twelve players. They cannot. Um, but there is a method to keep some like someone. So it, it's going to be tough, man. I, I like. And, and the way you have to view it is like, well, from the Mystics perspective, who can, are you looking at it as who can help us win? Yeah. Or who can help, who can help us win this year or who can help us win going forward? Is this, is the player that we're going to put on the bench as the ninth person going to be a key contributor to our team? Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Is the person we're going to put on the bench as our 10th player? Is that player going to be a key contributor? Right. Hopefully not. If they are, something's gone wrong. If the player that's a, the 11th player on the bench is a key contributor this season. Mm -hmm. Something's gone really wrong. That means we have multiple injuries on the team. Right. That can happen because it happens every single season. So it's you got. I, I, I feel bad because I'm like, you know, hey, part of me wants to be like, hey, develop these two. Develop Angsler and Chineke and see where this goes because these two could be like, you know, snags for this yeah. for this franchise yeah. um, going forward. But then the other part of me is like, well, you know, Tiana Hawkins and Amanda Zawabi have been there. They've played. Right. They, and Jasmine Jones has played. Like, she's played in W. Like, she's played in big games. So, I don't know how you – how how would you we, – we should probably get off soon, but how would yeah. you uh, balance those ideals? I, it's tough because, it's, again, it's all about what you need, and you don't know necessarily yeah. what you need at the moment, right? I mean, 
chat with me in July and then it can make it easier to call. Well, like, what do you need next year too? Cause like, is Christy year. Tolliver coming back? Right. I don't know. If right. Christy Tolliver's not coming back, then well, it makes a lot of sense to keep someone like Chineke around because she's going to be needed next year. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's tough. I'm glad I'm not, you know, Mike Tebow in these instances, you know, to, you know, to have to make these kinds of decisions, but I mean, I've had my eyes on them in these practice training camp sessions and at that game. It's going to be tough. And I'm, you know, they have an open session um, with season ticket holders over the weekend. So I get to see them again um, in scrimmage form, which is always kind of a truth teller mm -hmm. in terms of chemistry and um, decision making in, in um, you know, not just drill work, um, even though they have scrimmage, but. When you see them kind of really going get after it you know, consistently, yeah. you know, for like, you know, game quarters and, and timeouts and all the stuff, make it realistic and all that. Um, I don't know. I just think it's it's tough. But for me, my vote right now would be for L. And I just love the energy that she brings, but I also love the fact that that'll give them even more depth on the perimeter. And yeah. someone else who can handle the basketball. Um, Tolliver, I don't know what her minutes will look like. And she's fine. She's not injured or anything. She's not load managing or whatever like that. But Christy Tolliver is such a great player coach, <laughs> you know. And that's what all, like, Ariel Atkins said that today after practice is that, you know, when she yeah. won the title with her coming up on four years ago now, which is insane. Oh, I know. Um, you know, how she looked up to her. And then now they're, you know, they always kept in touch and everything, even when she went back to L.A., but it's like she's such a great coach. Like the adjustments that she makes. Amanda Zoe B said that after practice today too. Like the adjustments that that she sees is immediate, you know. And um, you know she just has a coach's eye. So I think she would learn so much too from obviously the co the great coaching staff. I mean, Eric Tebow is great. Latoya is great. I mean, they just have a, a solid. A Shelley, all of them. They just have a solid staff. I get it. But to have a player actually on the floor, you know, who's doing, you know, making these reads and decisions and seeing what the opposition is doing and finding like a little, you know, like a little secret way to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, break teams down. I think it's just an invaluable opportunity for her to learn from someone like Chrissy Tolliver too. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, you also kind of want to keep Tolliver for the end of the season. So I think it's a great way to spell her if you keep someone like Shneka. And, and, and really the other, the other thing is like, yeah, Jazz Jones is there. Jasmine Jones is not a mm -hmm. uh, true point guard, point guard no. in that sense. And, and then <laughs> Tolliver's a two, a two, a combo, but she's so smart. Like you said, like she's literally an NBA coach. Like she could, she could play both and be fine. I think, yeah. I think the true point guard right now that they have though, that could turn into someone like Chrissy Tolliver is Chineke. So I would love to keep mm -hmm. her. I love to keep Angster too. Cause like, I love Emily. She is tough. She's, She's tough. She's along. She's that position in need. She's on. They don't have someone on this roster like her. That no. sort of three and three and D combo wing that can cut. She can cover a lot of people. She can. She patches up a lot of holes. Oh man, I I think she is like someone that. It, it, could you imagine last year in the draft if we were like, yeah, the Mystics got both Shakira Austin and Emily Angsler? Like I. Oh, it's tough. And she's gonna be a free agent at the end of the year. 
I because know. she got she got cleared waivers. So that, yeah. that like works in her against her, but man, she's playing some good basketball. Uh, she's a toughie, man. I love Emily. Um, she was kind of surprised that Indiana released her. I mean, she was the number four pick in the yeah. draft last year out of Louisville. I was um, surprised too. I was very I was surprised. Surprised three. I was surprised three. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that you know, that hurts you too, right? Mm -hmm. Emotionally, obviously, like what we were talking about with the transfer portal, like having to leave, uh, you know, being asked to go is different than transferring, but the emotion of being rerouted, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in a, in a different city. Um, and she did get picked up pretty quickly afterwards, but still, it's like, there's an adjustment to be made emotionally. Like, you know, she even said it herself, like, you know, you kind of question your ability. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was the number four pick overall and I get released. So it's kind of like a slap in the face, a slap in the back of the neck, like, boom, you still yeah. have work to do. Like, oh, boom, like, we, we believed in you last year, but this year you don't fit. And this is no shade to Indiana. I mean, it's a business. Like, you have to, yeah. you know, shake and move and, and um, you know, still be emotionally tough enough to, to take that hit and to hear that and, and stand on your own two feet in the next city and come and bring your best self. And I think that's what Emily did, um, especially in that Atlanta game in the preseason. I mean, she had 11 points. She got an open floor. She got in the gaps, got some live ball steals um, and was able to, to do a great job of finishing. So, I mean, she's making the best of it. I mean, she's giving her best, but it's just a matter of fit. And that's so tough, you know, with the rosters being the way they are in the WNBA. And, and it's been said across the board how, how harsh it is, you know, for all these players who are, you know, fighting for spots and not just physically fighting, but mentally, like with, with Emily, like mm. being released from a team you're drafted to, um, and then in your second year, you know, fighting for a spot on a team. Gosh, it's, it's, it's sad, man. Uh, you know, but hopefully, you know, Kathy Engelbert, you know, she's talked about the the transition to get more teams yeah. uh, in the league. And it's a process. I mean, it's going to take some time. But, you know, maybe yeah. we can just open up some more roster spots to keep these kids, man, because this is hard uh, in every way, right, for these kids to um, – to survive on the professional level. And I, I just want them to thrive and not have to worry about surviving. Like I want them to thrive at the next level and have these opportunities to ball out and just play and hoop, like just be you. And, um, you know, it's just really hard. You see it in their face that they want it so badly, right? And I just feel it in, in my gut. Like, oh, I just feel it for them, you know? Cause I know how bad um, they want it. And I know how much they love the game. So I feel that for them. And it's, it's just really hard to, to see players not make it, who who have the heart and the love of the game like that, the passion. We cannot start the expansion talk at the one sixteen hour mark of the podcast. <laughs> no, oh, we're at one sixteen. Oh, we. <laughs> I can't. We cannot, we cannot start the whole discussion right now. We <laughs> no, should have it. It is interesting. We should have it. It is. And I would love to see Emily Angsler on a roster. I think she should. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, I don't know how they're gonna. It's tough. The Mystics have a tough have a tough team to make. Um, you know, a lot of things happen in the preseason that we get to talk to you. I thought the, the dream had a lot of cool stuff um, happening. Um, and we're going to get more preseason that you're probably going to watch before we watch. And then we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Um, but I, I yeah, I, I think there's there's a big roster discussion and expansion discussion that we've had. We've had a couple times. I just, you know, I'd like to we should renew it every year. Um, so maybe that's a maybe that's a next week uh, conversation where we yeah. get back on to the expansion talk. <laughs> For sure. Moving to one team in Paris, though. Team in Paris. That's our that's our biggest recommendation. Let's go. We have to go to Paris. I'm telling you, you know, for the Olympics, but then that, you know, Notre Dame, South Carolina game, like, we're booking that. Like, we're going. That's booked. We're going. 
We're, we're sneaking. We're sneaking into Neil Ivy's uh, luggage. <laughs> we're gonna be stowaways going to Paris. <laughs> I'm, I'm here be, for it. I'll, I'll be it. a trainer. I'll carry yeah. the bags. Whatever you guys need. Hey, listen, hey, I'll be the social media like <laughs> person for the with my phone. <laughs> we could do that. We're here for it. There's always a role. Notre Dame or South Carolina. Just let us know. All we need is a plane ticket. We're out here. Yeah, fly us over. Yeah. Somebody's private jet. Somebody has one. We'll get it. We'll get it. Jaden Ivey has some. We'll, you know, I'm sure he has one now. Because anywho. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to wind it up. Are we winding up, Gabe? We are. We are winding up. I need we're to go to uh, my wife's birthday dinner. Oh, happy birthday, Emily. Oh, happy birthday, Em. Tell her I said. I did a good job on gifts this year. <gasps> well, she's not around can you tell us what you got her? Uh, i already gave her one of them i, I made her these little uh pokemon cards of my dog so, <laughs> I mean, they're really good that's so thoughtful and see so when we first when we uh first started dating i gave her pokemon cards of her and me and and that was really cute and so now it's her it, this is our 30th birthday so i brought it back for this oh, one you did good <laughs> you did good Kate. i thought this one through Thank God. Thank you, WNBA, for not having regular season games yet. I had more time to think about it than I than I, uh, than I would otherwise. No, but see, it paid off. You you did great. That's a great gift. Thoughtfulness counts. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, that's fabulous. Well, happy birthday to Emily. And we don't have to go. Gabe's got to get to a birthday dinner. Um, but we got to get up out of here. Um that's not how I was supposed to say that, but um, it's fine. It's fine. whatever. She's um, rolling. She's rolling. Yeah, we're going to keep moving. Uh, but anywho, we're going to be back bringing you more women's basketball news on future episodes. So make sure you come right back here on Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network to check us out on Courtside with Christy and Gabe for my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. <laughs> He's on the side. I always do that. There he is. There. <laughs> for my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. I'm Christy Winter Scott. For Courtside with Christy and Gabe on Her Hoops Ass Podcast Network, we will see you next time. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.